Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from Project Life Mastery, and today I'm excited to bring you guys a few cryptocurrency experts. Uh, I've got Brad Hart here, who's been in the crypto space since 2009. Uh, he is the founder of Make More Marbles, and he uh, used to run a hedge fund and has been in Forbes three times. He's got a lot of really incredible investing skills and knowledge that he's going to share uh, with you guys today, as well as Jake and Brian Fouts who are the founders of the Elevation Group. Um, They're successful investors in multiple asset classes, including real estate, private lending. Uh, They've run a a private investment fund, a real estate investing firm. And they focus on teaching people collectively as a group, helping people create more financial wealth and abundance. And the reason why I'm I'm bringing Brad and and Jake and, and Brian here is because for myself, I've been looking to go a lot deeper in the crypto space. And uh, finding the right people that I'm the most aligned with that, um, that, that, that I can learn from. And they've actually created a really amazing course that I've personally been going through, benefiting a lot from. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in this interview. But uh, I'm really excited for them to be here because there's a lot of questions that I have, and I know many of you guys have as well, just on how you can take advantage of Bitcoin and, and the cryptocurrency space. So I want to thank you guys for being here, and I'd love to just get kick things off just by having you guys share a little bit about yourselves and your background and how you guys got into crypto. Thank you so much for having us, Stefan. We really appreciate it, and everybody out there in Project Life Mastery world, we appreciate your time and attention, and we hope to uh, give you a lot of the goods. But let's start with the stories, guys. Why don't Brian and Jake take it away, and then I'll kind of fill in the gaps. You're, you already kind of gave some of the bullet points on my story, um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Brad. Thanks, Evan. Um, and everyone, great to meet all of you. And so at the Elevation Group, Jake and I, our, our mission, our passion is to bring successful strategies from those who are doing it to our community so we can all learn and grow together. And obviously, crypto is going crazy. So that was a natural uh, strategy that we wanted to learn about as well. And so we asked our audience, hey, guys, what do you guys want to learn about? And they said crypto, but we want to learn how to get started. There's all this noise out there about, oh, go buy this altcoin, go get into this ICO and lose your ass is what's going to happen. And so our people actually said, no, we just want to know how to get started. What is, what is going on here? How do we know what this is? How do we you know, protect ourselves and do this safely? So we started asking our network, who should we learn from? Who should we be talking to? And 
Brad Hart's name came up once. And so I said, okay, that's cool. Let's keep asking them because we don't know Brad. So kept asking and his name came up again. I'm like, okay, great. You know, so we're, we're getting the signs here. And fast forward a couple of months, Jake and I were going to this, call it entrepreneurial camp. It was in Connecticut. And so I, I flew there, Jake and I flew there and we're on this bus ride about two hours out in the middle of nowhere to this camp with uh, the Maverick group uh, from Yonic Silver. And I got into this bus. I didn't know anybody on it. And I was sitting in this seat. Half hour into this ride, I turned around. I said, I'm going to introduce myself to people who are on the bus, right? And said, hey, who are you? I'm, I'm Brian Fast. He goes, oh, I'm Brad Hart. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> sitting right behind me. Brad Hart was sitting right behind me. And so long story short, uh, we hooked up, headed off. And the three of us started talking about crypto. Brad gave a, a speech, actually, at the event. Uh, impromptu, actually. It was not, not even planned. Um, to the whole Maverick community there, which was about 120 plus multimillionaires about cryptocurrency. And Jake and I were like, man, this is like the, the heavens are telling us what, you know, we should be talking to each other to them. And so we got together and said, well, how can we make a massive impact out there? How can we really help people in this space? And it came to, came to be that we want to create a course and, but we wanted to do one that was a little bit different, one that actually provided true value to people and helped protect them and got them started with the right foundation and knowledge, which is what we're really passionate about here at the Elevation Group, and working with the right people and bringing the experts to the community so we can actually all learn together and actually have access to them. And so that's, that's how it, the course came to be. That's how we actually got into crypto is because we wanted to learn it so we could actually pass on our information and knowledge to our, our members and uh, followers. So. Awesome. And just kind of add on to what they said. They knocked it out of the park. Um, already but what we found in all the people that we've talked to there's so much news and media out there about cryptocurrency and everybody wants to participate but it's in between 80 to 90 percent of the people that are getting into this haven't invested in anything else before so the worst place you jump in is with both feet is a very volatile um, asset class with not a lot of learning not a lot of information out there so that's what we want to bring to people and um, Stephen just one point that they made that I want to really um, hit home that Brian said the reason that we're here together is because Brian and Brad had a small conversation on a bus and they decided to say, Hey, what's up? Who are you? Introduce themselves. And that's what put us here, you know, a year in the making. So I like that story because that's what put us here. So if you're ever out there with anybody and you're saying, Oh, I don't want to get out of my shell and my comfort zone and talk to anybody, do it because you don't know what could happen or where it could lead to one year, five years or 10 years down the road. So go ahead and do it, and um, you never know what will happen. Yeah, it's been an incredible journey so far. Just to piggyback on some of that, I mean, my journey started in 2009. I was making apps in 2008, and we had a few that did pretty well. Um, and ultimately, somebody came to me and said, hey, why don't we do a Bitcoin trading app? And this is 2009. I'd never heard of Bitcoin. Like, what the heck is Bitcoin? Had I just taken the $5,000 I put into that app, which went nowhere, by the way, and put them into five cent Bitcoins at the time, that'd be a hundred thousand Bitcoins worth over a billion dollars. I mean, that's, you know, not small amounts of money. Um, so I saw the potential in the space early. And in, in addition to that, I've, I come from a long line of, of people who invested in like still, you know, uh, Standard Oil, Bell Telephone, things that over the years really became uh, multiple companies and splits and, and just kind of grew and mushroomed over time. And I saw the potential of, being involved in a nascent space and just allowing that those gains to compound over time. So cryptocurrency fascinated me. I still managed to get in under a hundred bucks on Bitcoin. I lost some, I made some, um, I've been in Ethereum since eight to $11. I started buying Litecoin in the early twenties. Um, you know, ripple, I was in like 10, 15, 20 cents, whatever it was. Uh, and it's done very well, obviously, you know, some of those gains have been staggering, depending on when you listen to this interview, it's been as high as like 170 X, 200 X the money. So, you know, not small and, you know, in any market, you'd be happy to get that. And I think that's why people are so excited, but if people haven't mastered bottle rockets and snap poppers, you know, you don't want to be handing them dynamite either. So we want to give people the really, uh, core risk, uh, management strategies that I, I think I understand certainly. And Brian and Jake understand as investment fund managers. Uh, but most people just don't like, like Jake mentions, you know, eight to nine out of 10 people who are investing in crypto have never invested in anything before. And that's great, but we want to catch those people and make sure they have a solid grounding in financial education 
aside from crypto and don't just look at it as like a lottery ticket because they're going to get burned more often than they're not. You know, there's 1500 ICOs out there and most of them are going to zero. So understanding that piece and just, you know, basics of how to trade, how to invest so that you can have a better time in crypto overall. We're seeing incredible results from people just having that little bit of knowledge in the first few weeks of our course and making much better decisions, which lead them lead themselves to much better outcomes over time. It's not about planting one tree. It's about planting an orchard that thrives over time. Awesome. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I want to bring you guys on is because, you know, you guys, you know, we're, I think we're all aligned with our investment mindset and strategy. And while crypto is a huge trend right now, you know, 2017 was huge for it. I think 2018 in the future is going to be even bigger for it as well. Um, but you guys look at the whole investment approach. You know, you look at crypto as just one asset class. You understand the risk, the volatility of that. But you guys take a step back and actually help people understanding how to actually manage their money and how to invest it properly, not just with crypto, but many other spaces too. And I think, as you guys said, crypto is just one piece of that. And I think a lot of people, part of, maybe part of the good of crypto is that it's helping people get into becoming investors and not just consumers, but actually owning something that has the potential to go up. But you guys kind of come in and help them with, with making them realize, like, you don't want to put all your money into this. You've got to have cash reserves, savings. There's other more conservative, safer investments you should have as well. And then crypto is a part of that too. So I'm glad we're on the same page with that. And I also want to mention too, is that I always look for people that, that are heart centered and that truly want to make a difference. And from you guys, from our discussions and, and from going through your course and your training, um, you know, I can tell that you guys really want to serve and make a difference in people's lives too. So that's one other piece that I appreciate about you guys too. Yeah, we got connected to the Tony Robbins community. So that's right. that's very near and dear to my heart, that growth and contribution. And and really, like, if not us, who, right? If you look at any news article, any of these, like, they follow you around. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, you know, buy Bitcoin, everything's going to be okay. No, right? <laughs> that's, like, the worst thing you can possibly do is just dump all your money into some random thing and hope for the best. You need a strategy. You need some sound principles. You need some rules that you can follow consistently, so that the the potential for upside outweighs the potential for downside over time. It's not about getting it right every single time. That's impossible. Uh, but it's about getting it right more than you get it wrong and keeping your winners uh, running. And you know how do you manage winners and how do you manage losers and getting out early so that you um, you know keep your losses minimal. And if the average person could just do that, they'd be well ahead of the general population. They would do so much better over the course of their lives. And these little compounding gains of not losing or, or you know, winning when you should have uh, lost, if you weren't following a strategy, they compound. This is millions of dollars that add up. You know, little things like understanding fees and structures of investments, little things like understanding how the markets work in general can apply for your entire life. And people are so... I think caught up in the hype of, Oh, I got to just find the ICO that's going to make it work. But you can even, you can have a lot of money and still be poor. You can get lucky and still go broke. You know, I want people to actually have the skills to sustainable wealth, to create sustainable wealth. And also one thing I've noticed too, is that a lot of people, when they, they hear this, all this hype out there, someone posts on Facebook, Hey, I just, I just did X, Y, and Z and made a bunch of money. You do the same thing. And Lord knows what that person really did. I mean, we've seen people lose money by listening to people on Facebook posts. Like, don't do that. And the other thing is that when people get into this thing, it's, it's such a new space. They try to relate it to something else they've done. They try to relate it to the stock market, real estate, the housing market, the tech market. It doesn't relate. It's completely new. It is, we've never seen this before. We don't know what's going to happen. And so there's a lot of noise and hype out there. And when you do get into that, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and just be like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And guess what? You, you step back, you quit, or you do something, make a decision you should make, um, you know, and potentially you miss the boat as well. And so really what we're trying to do is really help people get grounded, get started with a right foundation of knowledge and actually access to the right people. Because if you listen to the noise out there, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to get deaf. Yeah. And who you listen to any idiot can make a YouTube video. That doesn't mean that they're sophisticated. It doesn't mean you should be listening to them. Um, and I'm not beating anybody up. There's a lot of great information out there, but the, by the time you find it, right, you've already made so many mistakes. You already cost yourself so much money and time and you can't get back the time. You can always make more money, but you can't get back the time. So we want to just make it really simple for people um, where they don't have to spend a bajillion dollars, but they can get that really solid education. So like we do everything we possibly can to make that, um, you know, just, it's just so cut and dry. So, um, 
Stefan, I, I would just love to know what is your audience most concerned about and how can we best serve them today? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I think uh, a lot of my audience is, is fairly new to the cryptocurrency space, you know, and obviously, like you said, it's been a huge trend. There's a lot of hype about it. And, uh, you know, even for myself, I've, I've a part of different masterminds and entrepreneurs. And so I'm always reaching out to other people, people that I trust, people that are credible um, to find out, you know, what are their thoughts? What's the, what do they see as the potential of it? And if this is going to be a new asset class in the future and just blockchain technology and whatnot, how can we best take advantage of that? So a lot of my audience, you know, they're people that are hungry to improve their lives and finances is a piece of that. And, um, you know, I've shared with them before my mindset, my approach, my philosophy on it, but I wanted to bring on other people as well, just to get that different approach and people that have a different level of expertise in myself. So I'd actually love to hear from you guys. What do you guys see as the potential of this? Um, you know, right now, you know, 2017, it had a huge surge right now. It's kind of corrected a little bit. And obviously there's tons of different, uh, opinions out there that you'll find. You'll find people that are equally qualified, you know, multi-billionaires saying that it's a bubble, that it's, you know, not going to last. And then you have someone else out there who's also a multi-billionaire also saying that, you know, it's going to be the future and it's going to be, you know, it's going to change your lives for the better. So I think a lot of people, they have confusion, you know, who do I listen to? Who do I trust? This person's saying this, that person's saying that. And uh, I'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts on it. Of course, nobody knows for sure, but I'd love to hear your opinions and thoughts on it nonetheless. <laughs> That's a good one because there's a lot of people out there and I, you know, Brad's got a good answer to this question. And, um, I haven't, I have a, a, a one that I've, when I've got into this, I saw not some trends, but some similarities between like, say the internet or tech. So if you look back on history on the internet, everybody says, Oh, in 1996, I wish I'd gotten in then the internet started in the seventies. Actually, I mean, you could even say the sixties, but really in the seventies, it started way before that. That's when it really became an idea but it became popular later on than, of course, in the 2000s. And people that got in early on that, on that investment or asset class, they did very, very well. But it was crazy in the beginning. People don't realize how crazy it was. There was not as, it wasn't as easy to access information or to share information back then either. So people didn't realize how nuts it was. Fast forward to like tech or the internet. And same thing happened. It really started early. But it wasn't really a thing where people saw it until the 2000s and the bevels and everything happened. And then all of a sudden the internet was like this big deal and it became mainstream. Take our cell phones for an example. The, we take these for granted, but it wasn't that long ago that you didn't have cell phones. And the speed at which the, t the technology on these things is accelerating is almost incomprehensible. And so the way that I look at this when I started to study this stuff is I see crypto as the progression of all of this stuff. It's like that next wave. And we probably can't comprehend today where it will be in 10 years. We probably can't even fathom it. And it's moving so fast. It, it's, it's moving faster than anything we've seen in the past as well. So it's going to move faster than the internet. It'll move faster than, you know, this, this kind of technology. Move faster than, you know, the, the bubbles or the tech stuff. And so it's like, where's it going? It's almost hard to comprehend, but it's, it's going to be a market disruptor, in my opinion. It's going to be massive. And we have an opportunity to get in now early on because it's easy. It's, it's accessible when other things like the internet and all that stuff was not uh, as accessible. It's accessible now, but keep in mind, it's still very, very, very early. And because of that, it is very, very volatile. And so everybody wants to get in the beginning, but they don't realize it when it doesn't matter if it's the internet or today with crypto, the beginning is always very volatile and it's, it, you just don't know where it's going to go. So that's just sort of the, some of my kind of take on it. So Brad, I know you have a different, uh, some different information too. Yeah, I would just add to that. That's a great point. And, you know, just how early it is, how small it is too. When you compare like the size of these markets, the crypto market itself is, you know, when you take all the coins times the value in the dollars of all those coins. So the market cap, um, the market cap of Apple is still 40% larger than all of the cryptos put together, right? That's one company on one exchange in one country. So the size of this is still relatively small. In the, in the ocean of money, it's still but a thimble. Um, the entire world's money markets, you know, M1, 2, 3, and 4, are about 85 to $100 trillion. Uh, when you add in the debt and derivatives and, and stock markets, it's, you know, quadrillions of dollars. 
So, you know, if cryptocurrency became 1% of all money at one time in the future, I mean, there's still a ton of upside from here, just as a function of, you know, the size of those markets. But that even being said, like crypto is exciting and interesting and people see people making all this money and that's great, but that's just the beginning of what blockchain enables people to do. And the blockchain technology that underrides cryptocurrency, you know, if, if Bitcoin was the Model T and all these cryptocurrencies are all these cars that run on this road that is blockchain, the blockchain is going to change a lot of industries. Anything where there's middlemen, anything where there's friction, anything where there's a trusted third party, anything where, you know, speed is of the essence and people need to be able to network in real time without anybody slowing up the works or bottlenecking, uh, blockchain has an opportunity to disrupt. Anything we're tracking in a public way with complete dissolution of trust and information is now free. So think about it this way, like nature, for example, doesn't have a ledger, right? There's no record of how much nature is, is giving or receiving in relation to the human organism, if you will, or human society. But if it did have a ledger, it would be in the red, right? We're taking a lot out of nature. We're putting a lot of tax on nature right now in the way that we uh, operate. You know, if we were to look at, you know, real estate transactions, there's a lot of people in between the buyer and seller, realtors, bankers, lawyers, title companies, insurance, that don't need to necessarily be there in a blockchain enabled system that allows for smart contracts that enforce themselves. Um, identity theft is a massive issue that could be replaced by blockchain, where we all have these two-factor authenticated, you know, signing devices that allow us to interact with the blockchain in a public record. And... If there was a, an error or a fraudulent transaction, you could theoretically roll it back to where it wasn't fraudulent. And these are things that blockchain may one day make possible. What if theft and fraud were a thing of the past? There's no possible way to steal or to defraud somebody because it's all on the blockchain. And from a law enforcement perspective, everything that somebody did that would be potentially illegal is also on the blockchain and thereby can be triangulated to that bad actor in the future. And there's just so many pieces that a blockchain enabled society might be able to overcome some of the ills of society. Uh, and I've just talked about a few industries. I mean, there's healthcare, there's um, any number of others that could be potentially done by this. Uh, and it just has to be a better solution that serves more people. And then the adoption will start. And you're seeing a lot of these ICOs start to fix the problem, but just like any startup culture, it's going to take time and refinement and a lot of failures before people get there. And, you know, I think understanding that any ICO is a startup, but you multiply it by the fact that there's no, um, you know, baseline, right, for blockchain. There's no track record of success. There is no Facebook. There is no Google. There is no Apple of this space yet. It's still so early. We're only nine years in. It might be another 10 or 15 or 20 years before we start to see some of those big players emerge. We haven't seen anything as far as a bubble yet. Like people are, you know, saying, oh my God, it crashed and 50% down. Yeah, that's going to happen a lot because it's a very unsophisticated market with mostly unsophisticated players with small dollar amounts. We're not talking about big institutional money and investment banks getting in the space yet, like there was in the other bubbles. We haven't even seen those people get in. We're seeing months long waiting lists at some of these exchanges. They have to create entirely new infrastructure just to operate in this space. So we're, we haven't even seen the beginning of what could be possible as far as a bubble. Um, so I'm just excited to see what's going to happen with the tech. I'm going to show you what's, what's going to happen with the, the ways that society is going to shift around blockchain because it's a better system that serves more people. I'm, I'm excited to see how the markets kind of stabilize once the institutional players get in. You got to remember, this whole thing is less than a trillion dollars. In order for Goldman Sachs or Chase Bank or somebody like that to have a position that actually means anything compared to the assets they have under control, they need to have billions of dollars in the space. Typically, they trade with each other. They don't trade with institutional retail investors unless they're making those markets. Nobody's making these markets right now, mm. at least not at the invest investing level that we're used to in the stock market or the Forex market. So there's a lot yeah. of pieces here that we haven't even dove into yet. And that's Brad, what you talked about there is I always, there's so many articles out there and I always put them in two camps. The people who are, yay, cryptocurrency, which are building their businesses kind of around it and starting to build that direction versus the people who are, it's going to go to zero. You never know what's going to happen. And those are the ones that I identify as what are the market disruptors? Whose industries are we disrupting by these? And it tends to be, I think it's those bigger people who the central banks, the banking institutions, that their business could be eroded, yet they don't know how to get into it yet because it's too complicated. Or like Brad said, they have so much money at play they can't jump in because they can't move it enough to make the profit that they need to. Right. And the digital currency, a lot of people, the question we always get is, 
How does it work? Why do I need it? What can it be used for? And as people get out there, they're going to start seeing it in so many different places now. And it's, it's on the Microsoft website. You can buy with Bitcoin. You can see it on Craigslist. Um, I did it the other night when I went out to dinner with my friends. The Cash App has it where you can just transfer money back and forth. That now has the Bitcoin option on it. And a lot of our currency, even in U.S. dollars, is pretty much digital anyway. It's not really there. We're just transferring it back and forth. And as you see the younger generation growing up, this is going to be how they do business with transferring money back and forth on the phone. And they're not going to care if it's a cryptocurrency. They're not going to care if it's U.S. dollars. That's just going to be the regular way of life for them. Mm. Yeah, you know, a lot of good, a lot of great points. And, you know, it's I, I, funny, I look at even the Internet. I feel like the Internet still in its infancy. You know, and I remember, you know, anything that's brand new, there's always going to be people that are going to be resistant to it. And, you know, a lot of doubters around it, you know, the internet, even just buying things online. I remember when that was like 10 years ago, you know, you'd, you'd be a crazy person to buy something online. You know, it's like, you know, buying on Amazon or whatever, people would still go into stores, but the internet obviously has massively disrupted the retail industry. And there's still billions of people on this planet that still don't even have access to the internet. So I see that you know, still in the infancy. Um, you know, with that being said, with crypto, obviously, there, as you guys said, there'll be a lot of ups and downs along the way. Um, governments will be getting involved and whatnot. What is your investment mindset around it overall? Because I know some people, they get into it and they buy some Bitcoin and then it goes up and they're super excited. They're starting to buy more. Other people, when it goes down, they freak out, they panic, they sell. And it seems like a lot of people might not have the right mindset going into it, the, the wrong approach. They're maybe looking a little bit short-term and not looking at, looking at it as a long-term play like I think you guys do of 10 years out from now. So what's the mindset that you guys have around that? Because at the time of this video right now, you know, Bitcoin and cryptos are a little bit down, corrected a little bit. But what's, what's the overall mindset and approach that you guys have around it? Yeah. I think when people start to get really dangerous at uh, trading and investing is when they start to think in terms of probabilities or possibilities as opposed to certainties, right? Because there's no such thing as certainties. Uh, the market's going to do what the market wants to do. And there's participants inside and outside the market that you can't control. There's always new news and new developments happening. So how do you have certainty in an uncertain market? Well, you spread your risk around. Really, you just you get exposure to multiple different things. And as we mentioned earlier, we're not in just crypto. You know, we've asset classes that run the gamut, everything from insurance to, um, you know, real estate to stock portfolios to commodities to gold, to all that. Right. And crypto is, is a part of that, but it's not the whole thing. So that's one piece is that understanding we're not putting all our eggs in one basket. Certainly this asset class has been outperforming, especially in the last year or so. Uh, but it may not continue to. It'll probably eventually kind of bounce out and start to grow at a more reasonable pace. Um, so we may not see that explosive growth continue, but it's also so small, it's easy to explode and grow quickly. Uh, the other thing to consider is, you know, it's not about getting one thing right. It's about getting a lot of things right over time, right? And And not having one bet be able to cripple you. Like people who are you know, trading based on, on greed, you know, where you say, Oh, it went up a little bit. I better buy more. I'm actually waiting for everybody to throw their crypto out. Like when it was, I was loading the boat when everybody was dumping last week. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to be buying is when everybody's throwing it away and saying, Oh my God, it's going to zero and freaking out because they're irrational in their, in their pricing. They're willing to sell at any price. <clears throat> and, and similarly, I'm getting nervous when everybody's buying and everybody's talking about it and the prices are going way up. I'm selling out there. I got out all my position um, all my principal, I should say, I should just clarify that yeah. I don't sell my free assets, right? Because if you've already made your money back when you sell and you've recouped your principal and I have enough money to pay some of the tax on that, I'm a really happy guy to just let that ride forever. So I've got Bitcoin, I've got Litecoin, I've got Ethereum, I've got all of it. That's free and clear. I don't owe a single dollar, right? And I've got my investment dollars back and now I can let that ride forever. Yeah. And that could turn into millions over the years. I'm not willing to sell any of it. So I'm willing to ride through all this. And then I have a small portion that I like to trade because I just enjoy it. And I used to do it for a living and I'm good at it. But it's not something I want to do 24-7 in a whipsaw market, uh, you know, where the moves happen at 3 a.m. my time. I'm not really interested in doing that. That's why we built a bot and a couple other things. So as far as mindset, just to kind of clarify around your original question, getting into this with the understanding that it's a path to mastery. Right? It's one way to get involved. Maybe you weren't excited enough to get involved in investing in the stock market before or the Forex or the commodities, but the same rules as far as markets go, it's no matter what people are buying and selling, it's people that are buying and selling. 
So mastering the market is mastering psychology. It's mastering your own emotions towards it and understanding that you're going to go through all those phases. You know, everybody feels fear. Everybody feels greed. Everybody feels like they're king of the world one day and that they're, they're a piece of crap the next day. It's not that you don't feel these things. We're all human. You just get better at dealing with them and acting in spite of them. So that when you're most afraid, you can almost use that as a barometer to say, well, I'm not going to freak out and sell. I'm actually going to maybe piece into a, a long position here or vice versa. When everybody's like, oh my God, euphoria, it's going to the moon. I might be a little bit more cautious and maybe, okay, let's just take some off just in case, you know, and that's what we've been doing and it's been exceptionally successful. And that's what we've been teaching as a basic strategy to our students. Obviously you can go really down the rabbit hole on this stuff more for the, you know, uh, I think there's, it's, you know, more depth in the course, certainly where we have a hundred hours to teach you and not just an hour. Um, but those are the basic strokes, right? If people could just get that emotional mastery, they could master any market. And what we notice about, especially the elevation group is when, you know, students or members come on board is they don't really have that mindset. That's, that's what they don't have. They just don't have the mindset and people try to invest in things, whether it's real estate, crypto, gold and silver, these asset classes without a mindset around it, without a strategy around it. And so when you do that and something happens, you don't really have a way to measure it. And if you can't measure it, how do you know if you're successful or not, or if you should do something different? And so the, the way that I look at, you know, the mindset around crypto, when you get into it is you need to get into it and actually understand what it is you want out of it. What's your goal? What's the, what's the outcome that you're, you're measuring against? You know, are you trying to uh, get cash flow? Because if that's your, if that's your mindset in it, then you need to change that mindset because cash flow is not really a good one out of crypto right now. Are you trying to retire out of it? We hear people say, I need a retirement plan. I'm going to get into crypto. It's like, okay, if that's your mindset, you have to understand that that's your mindset and then that it's probably wrong in crypto. And the way you understand that is you have access to the right information and the right people and get knowledge so that you can identify what your goals are, what your mindset is, because you have, everybody has a mindset about it and you know, whether it's greed or whatever it is, identify what that is and put something around it, protect yourself or have a strategy around that and rules to help yourself with it. Because if you get into it without a, a solid mindset or plan, and no rules, you're 99% of the time, you're going to lose out. And that's, that's pretty much the same for any investment. I mean, it could be real estate as an example. And I have stories. I, I love real estate and I've, I've had massive success in real estate and thought that I was failing when I was actually succeeding, but because I didn't have a, a measurable rules or goals, I didn't know that I was succeeding. And so that's really what we, what, when I look at crypto, when you get into it and what's the mindset around it, well, identify what you want out of it. What is it you, what's your strategy? Are you, are you buy and hold? Are you, do you believe in the technology under, under, underlying crypto? So what is that? And so that's, I love walking people through that. And I love it when you, you're talking to somebody and they, they also realize, crap, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have that in my head and helping them actually frame that. And when they, when they, the light bulb comes on, I love that moment when they also realize, holy cow, now I know what I'm doing. Now I know why I'm doing this. Now I have a plan and, and then it becomes fun. Then it becomes a lot of fun and you're not just rolling the dice. Yeah. And a, and a failure to plan is a plan to fail. I'll tell you what. And I see so many people getting into our course, even that like put down the money and they're excited and they're like, Oh, but I want to know this. And they're like, so freaking out about like the forest or, or the, the trees rather versus the forest, or the orchard, if you want, you know, like they just want to get this one piece of information is going to save the, no, I've been investing since I was 16. I've been a, an entrepreneur since I was 12. The one thing I know more than anything is that this is a process. It's a process towards mastery. So get around people who really just know this game so inside and out at this point that they don't need to, to, to go through the lumps and just pay them for their time so that it's an abundant exchange and make sure that you have the access to answer the questions that you need. And more importantly, how do you get to those answers, right? Because I can give you a fish and you'll starve tomorrow or I can teach you to fish and you'll, you'll eat for a lifetime. But more importantly, I'd rather teach fishermen because these are not, you know, to me at least, I've been doing it so long, these are not skills that are that hard to, to learn, right? Complexity is the, is the realm of amateurs. It's simplicity. When you can get something to be so simple that you can really use it. Like when you read a quote 10 years after you read it for the first time, you're like, oh my God, that totally makes sense now because I've had the lessons which really illustrate that. And it's so simple that most people would overlook it. Wisdom is hard to come by. Noise is really easy to come by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Steph, Stefan, that reminds me of your heart centered piece at the very beginning. We had somebody call up asking them if we could work with them. And his first question was, can I replace my income by investing in cryptocurrency? And 
so the mindset piece that Brian said is so important to get, that's a whole other conversation now, because if he thinks that's possible and where he should be going, we need to help him out, but it's in a different direction. And he said, well, I read on the internet how if I invest in Bitcoin, I can make 10,000%. And I told him, yeah, that's not what we do here. We're here to teach you so you can learn about what it is, why you want to do it, why you should be doing it, and how it can help you, not to replace your income from something else. So that's super important is there's more ways to help people than just on the cryptocurrency side. It's getting them in the right mindset so they can know where to go, whether they work with us or somebody else, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think there's always people that, you know, they see something like this and it's an opportunity for them to get rich quick, but it's kind of like a Band-Aid because if not unless they, they learn how to manage their existing finances and learn how to, you know, get out of the debt that, you know, the mistakes they might have made in the first place and how to allocate their money and their finances, then something like this isn't really going to be able to, to help someone that much. And so I, I believe also, though, at the same time, you know, the time is now to learn how to become an investor that you have to learn how to allocate a certain percentage of your money, whatever that is, whatever you can afford. But often a lot of people say 10%, pay yourself first, put that aside because otherwise there's going to be in the rat race and you're not going to really be able to get ahead until you learn how to put money aside. Now for someone that, let me ask you guys this, for someone that maybe has put money aside and uh, they have money sitting there, they've saved a certain amount of money, they have some cash reserve in case of an emergency, what percentage of that money would they put into something like cryptocurrency versus other asset classes that might be, you know, a little bit more conservative? hundred percent of it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that, that, I mean that, that, 10, uh, even though that's yeah. right now, unless you have a crystal ball and a, uh, a time machine, you're probably not going to see those same kind of returns, but who knows? Right. I mean, it's like when some people ask us the same question about gold and silver, I, my question always is, is, well, why are you investing in gold and silver in the first place? And it, it can be the same for crypto, but in the, if, you're, if you're doing it as a hedge against, say, uh, fiat currency, gold and silver, a lot of times people will say 5% to 10% maximum. And when you invest in that gold and silver for that, for that hedge against uh, inflation and fiat currency, in case fiat currency collapses and gold comes back, write that money off, though. That gold and silver that you buy, you put it in the safe, you put it in a, in a bank, you put it in, in, the, in the backyard and you know, buried in the backyard, write it off. It's gone. It's a hedge against the, a potential disaster if it does, you're taken care of. That is one way to look at cryptocurrency. Maybe you're going to invest into it because you want to, it's a hedge against the fiat currency collapsing. Because if you, you believe that if the fiat currency collapses, which a lot of people think that might happen eventually because of the way they're pumping money and creating money out of thin air, there's going to be a massive wealth movement from that area into cryptocurrency and other asset classes. And if you do that, and let's say you say, I'm, I, I believe that's going to happen, then you might want to put uh, you know, X percentage, 5% or 10% into crypto for that reason. If you want to say, hey, out of my portfolio of capital, I take, say, 25, 35, 45% of it, and I invest in high-risk, high-loss things, then that then cryptocurrency could could be that right there. Um, it's hard to say what percentage because it's so risky. The way that we talk is that if you put it into crypto, make sure that it is money that you can afford to lose. You can yeah. lose it and be okay with it. It's not going to ruin your financial future. Your you know, kids kids can still go to college. You can still pay your mortgage, but make sure that it's money you're okay with losing. And so, if you have an overall portfolio, that is a portion of that. And it's different for everybody else. A portion of that is safe and secure. A portion of that, you know, is in, you know, potentially is in long-term stuff. So that's the way that I look at it. It's just whatever asset percentage you've allocated out of your overall total investment capital to high-risk stuff that you can lose. Yeah, I like the future-proofing thing. You know, if fiat or something happens, and I want to make the distinction between like crypto assets, which is what we've seen so far, we haven't really seen a working cryptocurrency. Even though we call these cryptocurrencies, that's the nomenclature. It's really, these are speculative crypto assets. A real currency would need to be stable and there's stable coins out there and they're trying to figure out that problem, but nobody's done it better than the Fed yet because they just don't have that level of access and capital and and, and uh, it took them 100 years to get it right, you know, to where it is today. And I'm not saying they even got it right, but, you know, the working system is the working system. You know, there's an old saying, democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others. The same is true of capitalism and the current monetary system and everything else, right? Uh, it's the best system we got. Certainly we can do better. So until that case study comes out where it's like, oh, you know, Basecoin or 
or 10x or or whatever currency ends up being the actual currency for now you're basically hedging against that as a function of of other asset classes you know and people might flow flow money into current cryptocurrency or crypto assets as a result of a crash in fiat meaning you know us dollars euros japan yen whatever it is um but we don't know because it's never happened before right these are all speculative ideas a lot of times you think something's going to happen as a result uh, of a cause in the market and it shrugs it off and nothing happens. Or a lot of times you'll see something like that's correlated that you didn't realize correlated. And you just have to look back at history, but unfortunately there's no historical perspective on this particular asset class. It hasn't lived through a complete crash like 2008 or 2000 yet. So until one of those happens, which we're basically doing for one right now in the next year or two, um, we haven't really seen how it's going to behave in relation to other asset classes when they are an extremist, if you will. And it's interesting you think when you talk about fiat currency, there is a history of that crashing. There is a history of it being wiped out in multiple different countries, including the U.S. It's happened twice here in the U.S. And people don't realize that because we have short-term memories. <laughs> and so there, there's a lot of people out there right now, especially right now, in two, you know, early 2018, they're looking at fiat currency saying, oh, my gosh, they're dumping $90 billion. What is it, I think? Yeah, billion. 2008 was as much as 90 billion a month. I'm not sure what the current yeah. two numbers are, but it's obscene amounts of money, guys. You know, when we talked about the entire size of all the money, M1, M2, M3, M4, so 85 trillion is the conservative number. Let's say it's 100 trillion. If you're printing 90 billion a month, that means you're adding 1% to 2% of the entire world's money. And this is just US. This isn't talking about euros and everything else. They're all printing too. You're increasing the monetary supply drastically over the years. And every time you print another dollar or euro or whatever, every other one is worth a little bit less as a function of purchasing power. And you can see this happening. If you made 40 grand in 2000 and you make 40 grand in 2018, your purchasing power has gone to nothing. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I agree. I, I think also often I've, I've even told certain family members, friends of mine, you know, even if you just put a hundred bucks into to crypto, you know, the amount of money that you probably spend going out for, dinner and a movie, you know, and, and you probably forget about that. You're never going to see that money ever again. If you at least put it into something like that, consider that money gone, but you just leave it because I'm sure for you, Brad, if you had just left a certain amount of money back in 2009 and there's been plenty of stories of people that have just, you know, back in 2008, 2009, they just bought a couple hundred bucks and they just left it there. And if they had, then it would be worth, you know, a large, a large sum today. And my whole approach around that too has just been, I, I consider it my Vegas money, my gambling money, that if I win, awesome, amazing, I celebrate that. But if I lose, I'm not that surprised. You know, nobody goes to Vegas and they lose, they're that shocked by it. They kind of knew that risk going in and by having that understanding beforehand, it, 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 you don't really need to panic. Because I see when people panic when it's down, they probably have more money in it than what they should have. Yeah, that's a great litmus test. If you're upset that the crypto market just went in half, then you should resize your positions accordingly. Totally, yeah. So what are are you guys' thoughts on different altcoins? So obviously for Bitcoin, most people know that, you know, the mainstream knows Bitcoin, but there's other altcoins, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, and then there's a couple, over a thousand, I think plus, different altcoins that are are being developed. what are the, the coins that someone should pay attention to? And what are the ones that I'm probably, I'm sure you guys are going to say about 99% of them they should ignore, but what are you guys thoughts on the different altcoins? Yeah. And I just want to kind of put a bow tie on what we were talking about. The fastest way to wealth is still serving people, yes. right? Service contribution. If you can solve more problems for more people, you'll make more money. That's still the fastest pass the wealth. This, these other things are just ways to allocate that capital once you have it, but still, the fastest way to wealth. And that's just not, not just wealth and money. That's wealth and relationships. That's wealth and gratitude. That's wealth and fulfillment uh, is much higher if you're actually serving people. Anyway, so moving on to altcoins. So altcoins are basically like startups plus a brand new technological thing that nobody's ever done before. So you're multiplying the risk of startups of which one in 10 or one in 25 in some cases fail or actually succeed rather. So 24 out of 25 usually fail. Uh, so you need to be able to invest in 25 in order to hit the one, right? The one Facebook, the one Uber. Everybody loves to talk about their wins. They don't talk about the 9, 10, 15, 20 others that just went to zero. You're multiplying that risk times the, the other Venn diagram of risk, which is a brand new ecosystem called blockchain, right? And all the problems that come with that. A lot of these companies, you buy their tokens, right, as an investment vehicle, but it's not tied to the company. It's not tied to the upside of the company. If that company wins, doesn't mean your tokens win. Right. So understanding that 
the monetary and investing climate and all of the mechanisms of funding haven't all been thought through yet and mostly have been preying on uninformed and unsophisticated investors so far. You know, when Tezos can raise $232 million and oh, by the way, it was a donation to a not-for-profit in Switzerland and you're never going to see that money if they don't decide to develop anything ever again. Um, or um, people who can plagiarize white papers and raise $11 billion with a B, which is just obscene, like in the case of Tron, who's mostly plagiarized white paper, uh, or BitConnect, which is just a giant Ponzi scheme that blew up, uh, which I told everybody, don't touch that thing with a 10-foot pole because here are the five reasons it looks like a Ponzi scheme. They did it anyway. Um, you know, these, these are things that ultimately, it's going to be a while until this industry gets sophisticated enough where you can invest with traditional risk parameters. That being said, it's a new industry. It's a new type of thing. It's not a giraffe. It's not a zebra. It's some other thing right? It's some other animal we have yet to identify. So as time goes on and we get better and better at understanding how this system works and enough people get burned, unfortunately, because most people learn through pain, not through the mistakes of the past. um, It's going to be a while before everything shakes out. So that's kind of my overarching thesis on ICOs. It's going to be a while before we can really get um, clear because there's just no fundamentals in the space. It's not like you get their quarterly earnings reports and, oh, they made this much money and you know, this much money went out and like you can value something based on that, like you can in the market, but none of that exists yet. The only way to really speculate is to look at the technicals, the price action, uh, the sentiment of the market and ultimately the news and see what's going to be in vogue this year. And none of that's fundamental. Yeah. A couple of ways, you know, when people are looking at altcoin or an ICO and altcoin is usually is one one that's available. ICO is a coin offering that might not be yet available to the public unless you have an in, but there's, there's ways you can look at those and it is interesting to, to look at them. And the way we do it is you look at, okay, what is the, what is the project? Understanding what that altcoin or ICO project is. Uh, what problem are they trying to solve? Because for it to exist, it has to solve a problem and provide value. And because of pro- solving a problem, how is, it, how is solving that problem going to generate revenue? People miss that boat all the time. If they can't generate revenue by solving that problem, why the hell do they exist? Um, is there someone else that's already solved that problem? You know, and are they just trying to piggyback on top of that? Uh, do they have an active uh, community? So is there a lot of people talking about it, an active community? Um, who are the players inside that altcoin or that, that company? And do they have an investing or investment track record or business creation uh, entrepreneur track record? Um, you know, do they have a, you know, do they have a viable team? Do they actually have a team that is actually around there or is it just like one or two people creating fluff around some idea online with no real team behind it to actually put it in place? Uh, you know, what's their fundraising goal and what are they going to do with that money? That's something else to keep in mind. If it's an ICO, where's that money going? You know, is it going to their pockets or is it going to go to actually solve the problem? Yeah. Um, how are they going to implement this onto the, the network? So is it going to be being an exchange on, um, on the uh, Ethereum blockchain, on the, you know, whatever it's a uh, Bitcoin blockchain, wh- what's, what's it going to be, how they can get it out there. Those are just some things to consider when looking at an altcoin. And, you know, there's, you can probably come up with 50 of those right off the bat, but those are the top ones that we try to look at when we hear about them. And as Brad said, you know, the, the BitConnect one, when you looked at that stuff, you could see it. Some of it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't any value prop, right? It was just, Hey, you're going to make money on autopilot and get all your friends to do it too by the way, which is just, it screams to me Ponzi scheme, but I've got that, that experience seeing, you know, investments that blew up like Nadoff, you know, the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world, you know, has yet to be seen. It's going to be in the blockchain. I promise you. And you can get the smartest people in the world to get all their friends and, you know, give them all their money to a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't mean it's not a Ponzi scheme. Right. And everybody's going to think it's the best thing ever. Cause guess what? That's how a Ponzi scheme works. It preys on your emotions. People do win in the beginning. They do get their money back and then some. So you guys mainly focus on the biggest, the ones with the biggest market cap. So that would be like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, or yeah, um, knowing that all of it could be crap and go to zero. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, diversification inside crypto is kind of a misnomer too, right? Mm -hmm. I know that if everything in crypto went toes up, like I'm a lifer, I've just decided like this is exciting enough to have money in it, and it's been good to me so far. I don't have any principal on the line anymore. And now it's, I'm letting the, the profits ride. So for me, I'm a crypto lifer for better or for worse, right? 
And I've accepted that one day that could all, I could wake up and that could be nothing. Or one day I could wake up and I could be rich. And I'm okay with either, honestly, because I'm still working to create other types of wealth, you know, and that's why it's, it's not as big a deal to me. And that's a mindset thing. You know, I just, I'm approaching it the way I approach it. I realize not everybody's capitalized to do that, but the way I got capitalized to do that was to follow the damn rules in the first place, to build and, and create companies, to build my hedge fund, which did very well. You know, like there's other ways to make wealth and there's so many ancillary things that you can do. What I want to try get people to avoid in the blockchain space is just getting caught up in the hype because so many people are just getting caught up in the hype and you can make money on hype, but you got to like, you got to know that that's a different strategy and mindset and not buy and drink the Kool-Aid of everybody just getting into whatever they think is cool. Um, you know, just understanding that there's, there's so much to the space that you don't know. And even when you have information, it doesn't mean it's solid information. It doesn't mean somebody's not just lying to you. It could, it can look really solid and be crap. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of problems to solve. Uh, what I'm trying to avoid is like, you know how everything was the Uber of something for a while? Do you remember that whole period where everybody's like, oh, this is the Uber of grocery delivery. This is the Uber of this, right? Now everything is, oh, it's like this, but on blockchain. Mm-hmm. Why does it need to be on blockchain? That's a great place to start. Like, how is that a better way? If it is, great. Then keep looking, you know, and go through these rubrics. Like, we have this whole ICO vetting criteria and point system. Like, every one of these is a point. If it's less than five points, stay the hell away. If it's five to 10 points, maybe maybe it could go either way. If it's 10 points plus, okay, now we have some basis to to vet this thing. We go through this in the course and we've got a whole thing that we're working on with a spreadsheet where we keep these up to date and we have people working on that in the back end. What my goal is personally is to get into 25 ICOs that are 10 plus points on our scale Mm -hmm. based on some of the questions that we just asked. And there's 15 of them uh, that we ask for each ICO and and based on that, we feel like over time, we'll get more winners than losers. So, so let me transition to, to asking you guys a little bit about the course that you guys created. So you guys have all partnered together and collectively sharing your experience, your knowledge, your skill sets on this. Um, and you guys put together the crypto, the crypto course, which I've been going through and I've loved it because it's, you know, I've, I've been able to get a, a more of a basic understanding just through online but also talking to different entrepreneurs, different investors. But um, I love how you guys put it together because you guys designed it for someone that doesn't know anything about it to actually explaining everything in detail and just walking them through everything week by week to more advanced levels and then bringing in even people that are even even further level of expertise than, than you guys have. And um, I love that because as you guys said, in this space of just so much hype and everyone trying to sell you something and all these different things, you don't really know who to trust and, and having that strategy as that foundation to be able to get into this space with. So I'd love to hear just why did you guys create this course and um, maybe share a little bit about it. And, uh, and then what we'll do, maybe mention um, a way that someone can find out more about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason why you know, Jake and I wanted to create something around this was because we saw a lot of our community getting into this space and asking questions and basically losing money. Like, holy cow. I mean, our members were losing money in cryptocurrency and it is our duty, our responsibility as the elevation group to step in and help people out. That is the bottom line, how we feel. That's our mission. It's our passion. And so we saw that happening. We said, you know, this is BS. We're going to help people out. We asked our community what they wanted. They said they wanted, they wanted the base level stuff. They didn't want to know about ICOs and the next million dollar pick because most people recognize that is pure BS. I mean, nobody can tell in this market. They want to know how to get started with good information coming from the experts who are in the space doing it today. And so that's what we did. We went on a, Jake and I went on a mission to find that information, find out who that is. And that's why we partnered with Brad because Brad has a massive network as well around this space. And he's been in it since 2009 and really help people out, get the foundation from the, you know, and, and really under, and protect themselves so they can actually have some protection. So they're not putting their next month's rent at risk, which they should never do mind you. And Show them how we're doing it and open up our, our accounts, open up our computers. And then we actually literally, um, you've probably seen it, we're walking them step by step, setting up our own accounts, moving money from our bank accounts into the exchanges, moving our own money into the cryptocurrency and showing you exactly how we're doing it, the wins and the losses that we're having and learning from our mistakes so that you guys don't have to repeat them. <laughs> it's part of the big part of it. Um, so 
that's that's why you know we were passionate about getting this project off the ground and getting it started and, and it's been amazing watching people have success in it though and and you know we just we had a new batch of people just came on recently and some of the comments were like in the first like oh in the first week i learned more about this space than i have months online reading people's blog posts yeah so that's that's the biggest thing to understand is guys you know the price of the course is the price of the course some people will balk at it some people will think it's cheap depending on whether they've invested themselves or not i've invested three quarters of a million dollars in myself a lot of people out there invested two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand in education you know it's not going to cost you any of that for sure um but it could save you that kind of money over the years right it could make you that kind of money over the years because ultimately you know, we're teaching you strategies and mindsets that are, are applicable to any type of investment, not just cryptocurrency. We're using the lens of cryptocurrency and we're making sure you have that basis and that understanding, but that's not where we want to stop. We want to make sure that you guys have mastery. And if you're committed to mastery, we want to want you to have everything from day zero through day, however many you want to go along with us. We're going to continue to update this thing. It's never done because the space keeps changing, right? It's, it's only ever going to be 95% done and we're going to keep tweaking little bits and pieces there. Uh, as things evolve. Um, so we're in it to win it. You know, I know you guys are too. If you're interested, you can check it out. Uh, links, um, you know, Stefan's got a link over at projectlifemastery.com slash crypto. And you can just go on over there and check it out. And uh, we can give you, a, you know, some more just certainty around the space because it's a very uncertain time. Um, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of crap going on uh, that we just, you know, we can't do, we can't change the whole market, but we can be the, you know, the steady guiding hand, the sober conversation that people want to have, you know, we've seen in the marketplace because, you know, ultimately this is something that's so early that if you can master it now, you're going to be way ahead of the next five, 10 moves that happen. You just are. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You know, Stefan, one of the things we also did in the course is we tried to do something different than what's out there as well and really talk to people about what they wanted and provide that Uh, because there's, you can go, pay a bunch of money for some people, some information out there and people will give you, Hey, here's the next pick. Here's the next pick is going to make you a millionaire, make you a thousand percent return, all that stuff. And what we wanted to do instead though, was say, Hey guys, we're going to walk you through this step-by-step, as you said, how to get started, but then also grow your knowledge on if you want to become an investor and really become a trader, we'll go down that path as well. If you don't want to do that, we'll help you with your mindset. We'll help you with your strategy, help you with your rules around investing so that you can become successful in this space, have downside protection, but also have access to the experts that we are learning from, we are talking to, and access to us. So like every week we hop on a live Q&A, we answer a ton of questions. It is awesome. It's a blast when we do that because yeah, people are overwhelmed out there. They're saying, oh my gosh, my, my brains are coming out of my ears with all the stuff that's going on. We hop on a call. We, we essentially talk them off the ledge and get them really focused. And they love that. They love it right now. It's, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And then we also bring in the experts, people that you know, have taught us about cryptocurrencies and strategies. We bring them on. Our members can ask them questions and learn from the same people. And it is fun because we're asking questions. We're learning stuff together. And that's really the, what our wire course is, is, is unique. We actually hop on. It's live. We're doing this together. It's part of a community. And you have direct access to, to the people that essentially charge $10,000, $20,000 just to have it for an hour of their time. They're coming on with us and talking to us and we're all learning together. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I've had a lot of investor friends, you know, really wealthy guys, you know, like a hundred billionaire plus that want to put seven figures to work. That's actually, how I got started kind of helping people with this is like, they would come to me because they were my clients, in my hedge fund, for example. And they would be like, Oh, Brad, I want to get like a million dollars of exposure to Bitcoin. You can't do that easily. Right. It wasn't like, Oh, go on Coinbase and do it. They have limits obviously. So I found ways to make that happen. It was like interesting to see it. And that guy got in at 1600 bucks on Bitcoin. So he 10 X his money in a very short period of time. Uh, and he was selling around, you know, 14, 15, 16,000, getting some of his money back out. Um, another guy I helped save several hundred grand, just not freaking out at the wrong time, making stupid decisions. Uh, and, you know, it just got, it, it got really exciting to be able to step in and say to people, you know, soberly, like, hey, this is not an investment advice. This is not a recommendation. I'm not telling you what to do, but this is how I would approach it. And I want you to make your own decision, but you know, this, this just helps you kind of work through a workflow to get to the right answer. And if you're just starting out, we had a couple guys in the course that made an extra five, 10 grand just as a result of what we were doing already. And they send us really nice notes and it's awesome, but we know we could do that for more people. That's why we're doing more of these types of interviews and making sure that this is, is known as an option for people who don't want to just take their chances on YouTube or, or whatever. Uh, but they really want the straight dope from the source, if you will. 
And it, it, you guys are the exact people I've been looking for for a while because when I got into this space, I didn't really know that much about it. And I remember watching the documentary Banking on Bitcoin and just the huge trend and everyone posting on Facebook and friends that I knew. So I was like, man, I got to start learning about this. And whenever I try to learn something, I try to learn from people that already have a more expertise. They actually know what they're doing in this space. And, um, you know, I, I got a lot of questions from my audience. They wanted to know what I was doing around it. So there's a huge demand for it. I personally don't want to create a course myself. I'm not really qualified to do so. So I'm happy to share your guys' course. And that's why I wanted to have you guys here because I, I believe in it. I uh, believe in what you guys share and your mindset philosophy. I feel all aligned with that. And um, I hope that people watching this will definitely look into it and take advantage of it. Um, you guys are doing a webinar that you guys have available that goes more in depth um, into it and introduces the course that you guys have. So um, Brad already mentioned the link. I'll have a link below this video here on YouTube, or you can go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash crypto. That will take you to a webinar registration page. Then you can learn more um, about uh, their course, the training that they have. And I, I recommend guys, whether it's, whether or not it's crypto, you know, what you guys are offering just around the whole mindset uh, around investing and, 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 and getting clear on that, the strategy that you guys are talking about, regardless of crypto. Um, I think that's something that everybody needs to uh, make sure that they have um, in order to create wealth and financial abundance in their lives. So, and, uh, yeah. you know, you talked about courses and, and doing all that. I mean, just creating a course is, is enough, right? It really is, you know, the reason I wanted to partner with Brian and Jake is because they've had a financial courses company for many years. You know, the Elevation Group is a well-known entity in the financial space. They've had over 50,000 members. And I just knew like that wasn't going to be like creating a really great course. Even if I have all the knowledge banging around my head and all the people, that's a whole nother art form in and of itself. And then marketing and selling that course, that's a whole nother art form in and of itself. So I want to make sure that we had that solid background. And then I knew I could bring in the right people and make it all rain. Uh, together and it just it worked so well and it came together so well uh, we've done two big launches so far and we've been really great um, but we want to also just make this a no-brainer for anybody who's listening here at Project Life Mastery um, you know we want you to get access not just to crypto information but everything that the Elevation Group has to offer and they offer a membership that is several thousand dollars a year that we want to add as an additional bonus uh, for a limited time to some of these people. We can't do this for everybody, obviously, but for people who are in uh, Stefan's audience and until a certain time and date, we'll go ahead and, you know, just get you guys involved in the Elevation Group. If you want to learn about cash flow banking, you know, which is insurance strategies of the wealthy, the ultra wealthy. If you want to learn about real estate. If you want to learn about stocks and bonds and gold commodities and, and different things along those lines and really kind of round out your financial education as well then this would be a great place to do that. And that's the reason I partner up with them because they had all the other pieces and I could just add crypto to the top. And now we can catch people that are excited about crypto and help them really round out their investing strategy overall. So even if you're you know, really excited about crypto right now, you go through our course and then you want to dive into some other stuff or do it simultaneously, uh, this is a really great opportunity to do that and we'll give you access for a limited time. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time for this. Again, we'll have a, a link below this video as well as on the, on the blog post. Um, with more details about that too. But you guys are awesome. Appreciate what you guys are doing here. And uh, I look forward to chat with you guys more, more again soon and do maybe another call like this and answering more questions that my audience has. Thank you, awesome. sir. Thank Appreciate you so much you. for having us. And thank you everybody thank you. at Project Life Mastery uh, <laughs> for, for taking the time to listen. And we hope you got something out of this and you're excited about crypto as we are and uh, excited, but cautious, right? It's just taking that, those, those clearly reasoned sober steps consistently to win overall in the space because there's a lot of risk. And if you can manage the risk, you can manage your upside. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.